0: Hello and welcome to R. Miss Brooks from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: R. Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. Well, in the years R. Miss Brooks has been teaching English at Madison High School, her principal, Osgood Conklin, has made his own appraisal of her worth. Now, whenever a position of responsibility is open at Madison. Miss Brooks is the first name that pops into Mr. Conklin's mind.
2: That's so he can pop it right out again. <laughs> Oddly enough, though, he did put me in charge of Madison's Christmas drive for secondhand
3: clothing. I discussed my new duties with my landlady over breakfast last Friday. But, Connie, Christmas is only ten days off. Why did Mr. Conklin wait until now to start his clothing drive? Well, I guess he couldn't make up his mind about one important item, Mrs. Davis. What's that? whether he should organize
2: the teachers to get clothes for the needy or organize the needy to get clothes for the
4: teachers.
3: (laughs) But it is a good cause. What are you donating, Connie? I'm giving an old dress of mine, Mrs. Davis. But you're the head of the drive. Is one dress enough? I was going to give two, but I remembered
2: a board of education rule that says a teacher can't appear in public in a slip.
4: (laughs)
3: Well, I'd better get ready to leave now. Walter Denton's picking me up soon. Oh, before you go, Connie, do you still plan on doing your Christmas shopping this afternoon? Yes, indeed, Mrs. Davis. I've got the $25 I saved up this year right in this envelope. Good. I made out a little Christmas list of my own. I figured that... With you being downtown anyway, and me having so many things to do around the house, you wouldn't mind making a few simple purchases for me. I'd be glad to, Mrs. Davis. What do you want me to get? I've got the names and the presents all itemized, Connie. And here's $25 I've saved up. How many presents do you want me to get? Just for the immediate family. My sister Angela, my brother Victor, a couple of cousins. It only comes to 12 gifts altogether. Are you sure you don't mind doing my shopping for me, Connie? Not at all, Mrs. Davis. I just have one problem. What's that? Who will I get to do mine?
2: (laughs) It was very nice of you to secure those old clothes from your friends and neighbors, Walter must have put quite a lot of effort into this drive.
5: For Sweet Charity and you, I'd bust a gut.
0: (laughs) Walter, please. The word is burst.
5: Sorry. But how do you like my
2: contribution, Miss Brooks? It's lovely, Walter. Some old lady will be delighted with this lace shawl. (laughs) That's my old sweatshirt.
5: (laughs) I guess some moths took a taste of it
2: (laughs) Some moths left a taste of it But I appreciate your interest in this drive And if there's ever anything I can do to reciprocate Well, there
5: is, Miss Brooks Since I heard you were going shopping today anyway I can't think of anyone I'd rather have select presents for Harriet and my mother And uh, while you're there, you can get my father's present, too why, Walter, you're implying that I know men and their desires Do you know men? Oh, Miss Brooks, when it comes to men, no one even comes near you Don't rub it in
4: <laughs>
5: yeah, Here, Miss Brooks, take this $5 bill and
2: put it in your bag All right, Walter Oh, dear, I forgot my bag I'll just put it in this envelope with the other money I'm sure grateful for this favor, Miss Brooks I know you wouldn't do this for just anybody You're right This year, I'm doing it for just everybody
1: (laughs) Oh, hello, Mr. Boynton What brings you to first-year English? Miss Brooks, I've got something for you well,
2: it took you long enough to find it out. Oh. oh, you mean these clothes?
1: Yes, I brought some things in for the drive. Something of mine and a suit of Mr. Conklin's. He asked me to bring it in before your first class starts.
2: Oh, we've got minutes yet, Mr. Byton. Just put them down with the rest of the things.
1: Well, I wish I could have given more to the Christmas drive than I did, Miss Brooks.
2: I think you've made a splendid contribution. You do? Some shivering derelict will be tickled with those tennis
4: shorts.
2: (laughs) Those
1: are slacks, Miss Brooks. Just the way they're folded. I'd like to have given a suit like this one Mr. Conklin donated. Say, this still has plenty of wear in it.
2: It does seem to be in pretty good shape.
1: I'll say it does. Why, with a little fixing here and there, a few alterations, a good cleaning and
2: pressing? Get that look out of your eye. He'd recognize it on you in a minute. (laughs) By the way, where's your jacket?
1: Well, this bundle was pretty heavy, so I left it in the lab. I can work better this way, Miss Brooks, if you'll forgive my shirt sleeves. Uh, Now, can I help you sort these clothes?
2: Oh, no, thanks, Mr. Boynton. They'll do that at the mission. They're sending a truck for the stuff around lunchtime. At least I hope it gets here by then. I don't want to get tied up this afternoon. I have a lot of Christmas shopping to do.
1: Oh, I see. Uh, Miss Brooks, could I ask you something? I've got to clean up my lab today, and, well, if, if you're going to be downtown anyway, what well, would be simpler than to leave the selection of my parents' gifts to you?
2: Your parents' gifts?
1: Yes, and my Aunt Maddie, Uncle Fred, and my nephews. Here, here's my list, Miss Brooks, and here's $20. As the kids say, you're a living doll. Uh-huh. I'm a dead duck
2: <laughs> All right, Mr. Boynton I'll just slip your money into this envelope With Mrs. Davis's, Walter's, and mine
1: Well, Walter and Mrs. Davis have money in there, too?
2: Yes, they've also subscribed to the Brook shopping service <laughs> Now, I've got to get over to the home economics room The kids in there were supposed to collect some stuff for the drive
1: Oh, I'll give you a hand, Miss Brooke
2: I'll take it Oh, first I'd better put this envelope in my desk Dear, It's locked, and I left the key at home in my bag. Would you mind putting the envelope in your trouser pocket, Mr. Boynton?
1: Well, this is a trifle embarrassing, Miss Brooke, but I'm afraid I've got holes in all my pockets. I'm still a bachelor, you know.
2: I know, I know. I mean, that's
1: easily remedied, Mr. Boynton. Well, of course it is. While we're in the home economics room, you can sew up the pockets.
2: (laughs) That's not what I had in mind, but it's a start. Meanwhile, I'll just put this envelope in the breast pocket of Mr. Conklin's suit on top of this pile. It'll be safe here for a few minutes. It's
1: safer than carrying it around, I guess.
2: All set. Come on, Mr. Boynton. We're off to get domestic. I hope they've got a nice batch of stuff in there. Mr. Conklin expects to surpass last year's but
4: otherwise,
5: not no. Well, here are the bundles, Harriet. That there's no sign of Miss Brooks. Now, I guess the people from the mission got here sooner than she expected. Ah, uh, come on, let's haul this stuff out to their truck. Okay, but, Walter, don't you think we should consult Miss Brooks before we take it? Why bother her about it? She knows where it's going. Besides, we're saving her the trouble of carrying this stuff out herself. Well, if you think so, Walter. Believe me, when Miss Brooks finds out what we've done for her, she'll thank us till she's blue in the face. <laughs>
2: back to my room and discovered the absence of Mr. Conklin's suit containing $75 belonging to Walter, Mrs. Davis, Mr. Boynton, and me. I was fit, as the old expression goes, to be tied. The suit itself wasn't worth anywhere near $75. In fact, no suit of Mr. Conklin's is worth that much money, even with him in it. (laughs) But my problem now was getting it back. And in my first free period, I headed to the biology lab to consult Mr. Boynton.
1: Good morning, Miss Brooks.
2: Oh, Oh, it's you, Mr. Conklin. You startled me.
1: Really? But I addressed you in quite a well-modulated tone.
2: I guess that's what startled me. (laughs) I didn't see you come out of your
1: office, sir. Uh, Well, Miss Brooks, I just stepped out here to congratulate you on vindicating my confidence in you.
2: That's very nice, Mr. Conklin, It uh... didn't
1: take me long to select the right person to head this Christmas drive, Miss Brooks. The moment the idea of old clothes hit me, I thought of you. I was a natural, all right. Of course, I gave other members of the faculty my careful consideration, too. But it wasn't long before I said to myself, Osgood, Miss Brooks is your man.
2: Isn't it funny? That's how Mr. Boynton feels about me, too. (laughs) Look, Mr. Conklin, there's something I've got to do. Of
1: course, of course, I couldn't keep you from your work for the world. Especially such charitable work, Miss Brooks. If more of us could realize what genuine satisfaction the spirit of giving evokes, the world would be a brighter place.
2: Well, I'm brightening my little corner like mad.
1: Ah, this is a great thing we're doing, Miss Brooks, giving to our fellow man. This is the true Christmas feeling. And we must all give, give, give until it hurts. It hurts, it hurts.
2: (laughs) Please, Miss Conklin, if you'll excuse me. I wouldn't
1: think of detaining you another minute. Oh, before you go... How did you like my contribution to the drive?
2: Wonderful, Mr. Conklin. It's a very nice suit. I'll
1: say it was nice. It had several years' wear in it. That suit always held something for me.
2: It's loaded for me. <laughs> That's what I've got to find out about, Mr. Conklin. You see, I left something in the pocket, and, well, I've just got to get back that
1: suit. Oh, but you can't do that, Miss Brooks. Once I've made a donation, I never take it back. How would it look to the folks at the mission?
2: But there's no way for them to tell your suit from any of the others. Oh,
1: but there is. My name is stenciled into the lining. Not that I wanted anyone to know I was (laughs) giving. You just didn't want anyone not to know.
5: (laughs) Oh, Daddy, there's a call for you in your office. Will you get
1: it? I'll call them back, Harriet. But
5: it's Mother. She says it's urgent.
1: With your mother, it's always urgent. (laughs) Probably wants me to bring home a paper. You'd better talk to her, Mr. Conklin. I'm going in to see Mr. Boynton about our predicament. Uh, Very well, Miss Brooks. But remember, it is better to give than to receive
2: That may be, Mr. Conklin, but if I may show off my background in English literature, there's another famous parable which goes, As good as it is to give, it's better to get back that which ain't yours to give.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a fuss to make over a few dollars. Some people are just mercenary, I guess. Hello. Yes, Martha, what is it? Have I had your necklace repaired yet? I don't remember your giving it to me. What? You put it in the pocket of my blue suit Wednesday night?
4: No. Martha,
1: was that my brown dyed blue suit?
4: <laughs>
1: it was. But I donated that to the Christmas clothing drive today. And that necklace had a genuine opal in it. Oh, I've got to get it back. I got No, I'm not excited! No, one. I... Now, don't give me that baloney about charity.
4: <laughs> I'll
1: get that suit back if I have to rip the mission apart with my bare hands.
4: Come in.
2: Oh, I'm glad I caught you before you went to lunch, Mr. Boynton.
1: I was just cleaning up the lab, Miss Brooks. What's the trouble?
2: Mr. Conklin's suit has been picked up and delivered to the mission.
1: Well, that's nothing to get excited about. It's supposed to go there, isn't it?
2: Yes, but the money is still in it. I don't know what to do.
1: Well, now take it easy, Miss Brooks. What money is still in it?
2: The shopping money. Mine, Mrs. Davis's, Walter's, and yours.
1: Mr. <laughs> Boynton! I must have tripped over this stool. <laughs> What time are they going to distribute this clothing, Miss Brooks?
2: This afternoon. We've got to get down to that mission and get the suit back.
1: Well, are you sure you could identify Mr. Conklin's suit?
2: With the things I've spilled on it, if I can't identify it, it'll identify me. (laughs) How are we going to go about getting it?
1: Well, we'll simply park outside the mission and watch every person who leaves the premises. In that way, we're bound to see who walks out with Mr. Conklin's suit on. The rest is up to you. What do I do? Pick his pocket while he waits for a bus? Now, oh, please, Miss Brooks, we'll devise some sort of a scheme on the way downtown. Meanwhile, let's be calm about it. it. Isn't the end of the world, even if we fail to recover the money? Heaven forfend...
2: Amen That afternoon, a little after three Mr. Boynton and I were stationed at the mission window Waiting to catch a glimpse of Mr. Conklin's suit
1: Miss Brooks, have you seen Mr. Conklin's suit yet?
2: No, but I spotted the dress I donated And I've been following its progress What's happened to it? It's been
1: rejected three times
2: (laughs)
4: Say,
1: isn't that Mr. Conklin's suit heading for the door? Alone?
2: Oh, you mean on the man with the glasses? Yes, I think it is. You'd better get on the other side of the door. Right,
1: now, now, don't worry, Miss Brooks. I'll do my part to help get it back. Good luck.
2: Oh, uh, pardon me, my good man. Yeah? May I speak with you for just a moment?
4: Yeah. It's
2: about that suit you've got on. Are you quite satisfied with it? Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but look at the way it fits. If I were you, I'd take it back at once.
0: What do you want me to do, go around in my underwear? Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course not. And maybe you could get a better one. There's no reason why
2: you shouldn't do every bit as well as this man coming toward us now. I'm sure he got his suit in the mission. Uh, pardon me, Bud, but did you get that suit at the counter inside?
4: Yeah. It's contagious You
2: say that's a mission suit you've got on Sure, I just got it Boy,
0: were you jibbed jibbed?
2: You mean to say you wouldn't like to look like he does?
0: If I wanted to look like he does I wouldn't have turned in the suit they're burning
2: Well, I didn't want to mention this But I guess I'll have to Do you know who wore that suit before you? As recently as last Wednesday? Who? I don't want to come right out and say, but... Well, the fellow had his hands crossed on his chest with a lily in them. A stiff,
4: huh? (laughs) Let's
2: just say he wasn't very active.
4: Uh, Now,
1: don't you think you ought to trade that suit in for another one? After all, its last owner might not like the idea of your wearing it. He might come back after it. Oh, baloney, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. Uh, Miss Brooks, Mr. Boyden, I, uh, I've i got to talk to you at once.
2: Mr. Conklin, what are you doing here?
1: Uh, well, I've um, I've had a change of heart about my donation. I'd like to get it back. Boy, what an Indian giver. <laughs> I don't believe I know you, my good man. Ferguson is the name, Cosmo Ferguson. Oh, how do you do? Uh, Mr. Conklin? why do you want your suit back? Because of something that my wife put into the... Ferguson. Ferguson, you're wearing my suit. What do you mean, your suit? I happen to have worn that garment as recently as last Wednesday. <laughs> oh, <Holy cow.
4: laughs> It's the stiff. <laughs>
0: What's that? This lady said the suit was on a dead guy last Wednesday. I must have caught you while you were dozing, Mr. Conklin.
1: Now, uh, look, I've just got to have that suit back. It has a sentimental attraction for me. Now, be a good fellow in return. Nothing doing. I was handed this suit and told
0: it was mine to keep. Now I'm leaving.
1: You, wait, wait, wait. Wait, I, I'll get you another suit. Please, Mr. Ferguson, be reasonable. No. Oh,
0: come on, Cosmo. You don't want that old suit. Of course you don't. Give it here. Take your hands off of me, pompous! or there'll be trouble.
2: That's the idea. You and him fight, and I'll hold
0: your coat. I am not going to fight. I'm just going. No, no, no.
1: Wait. I'll give you $5 for that suit. I'm staying.
0: I'll give you
1: $6 for it. Miss Brooks, why are you bidding for this suit?
2: It's got a sentimental attraction for me, too. I've spilled
0: more on that suit than any of your others.
1: Good. I'll give you $10. 12
0: 18 19 Gee, and I always thought they just sang songs
1: at missions. <laughs> now, now uh, j- just a minute. I'll give you $25 and the suit I've got on for that one. All right, it's a deal. Let's go inside and change.
0: Well, we can do
1: that later. Let's change coats immediately, huh? Okay.
0: (laughs) You know, I might parlay this mission business into a clothing factory.
5: (laughs) Hello, Miss Brooks. Hi, everybody. Walter. Well, I'm all through helping out in the mission. How do you like the way I handle things?
2: You were divine, Walter, but I can't talk to you right now. There's a matter of $75 I've got to recover. Mr. Conklin, now that you've changed coats, would you mind looking through the pockets, please? That's just
1: what I am doing, Miss Brooks. I'd better find. It's not here.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but it was in the inside
1: breast pocket, Mr. Conklin. It was not. It was in the side pocket.
5: No, no, you're both wrong. Harriet and I went through the pockets before we turned it into the mission people. We found Missus Conklin's necklace and all our shopping money, Miss Brooks. What? Ferguson,
1: give me back that coat.
5: Not a chance. I'm getting out of
0: here. You people are all bad. Hey, but but my my twenty five dollars, my news coat. Ferguson, wait. Cosmo, we'll make another deal, Cosmo.
5: Hey, what's the matter with old Marblehead, Mister? Why would he run after that bum?
1: You tell him, Miss Brooks. Well, all I can
2: say is it's definitely better to give than to get. Especially where Cosmo's going
1: to get it. Others in tonight's cast were Jane Morgan, Dick Crenna, Bob Rockwell, Gloria McMillan, and Parley Bear.